You're listening to a podcast from 702. We're joined by a comedian who is an absolute firm favorite um, when it comes to the South African comedy scene, Joey Razdeen. Joey is back and he's going to be bringing us a very hilarious, thought-provoking comedy set that is his take on the lockdown, the kind of things that he's experienced and learned through this lockdown. And it's called New Normal um, in these COVID-19 times. Hello, Joey. Hello, Azania. How are you? I am very good. Uh, glad to be speaking to you. So, uh, Joey, what's with all of yeah. these famous people dropping videos, telling us about your show, telling us how excited they are about your show? I saw uh, Ashwell Prince. Uh, there was also Jody Paul. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I think that's my... It's my favorite, guys, that I like. Because I love sports. You know I love sports. Yes. So... And they they actually surprised me because um, another friend of mine asked them to do videos for me, and then they sent it to me. Then oh. I was like, oh wow, wow, like guys, that is yeah, quite so they cool. They did it on their WhatsApp. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. They did it on their WhatsApp statuses, and then um, another friend of mine saw it, and then he sent it to me. Yes, yeah, so I heard a. Car- and then I I tweeted it, and then I was. I was like, yeah. So I'm I'm waiting for my son at school, man. Oh, is you that know? why? Is that so noise in the background? Yeah, he's still at school. <laughs> Which yeah, grade is he in, uh, Joey? He's in matric, eh? Yo, and prelims are almost here. Yeah, prelims is starting in, uh, I think, the 24th of uh, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them are preparing oh. right now. Yeah, yeah. So he he's actually writing this right now, and he's also trying to get uh, uh, um, his drawings done because he wants to go to UCT. So he needs to get uh, a portfolio together. So he's doing a a proper portfolio now. My gosh, he's grown. Hey, I remember when yeah. in the he's early grown. days he's gonna be finished school, bruh. Is he taller than you? Yeah, he's taller than me. Yeah. yeah, they tend to be, right? My son's also taller than me. He's only 15. Yeah. But I remember when you first, yeah, like, you know, came on the scene, you were a single dad for part um, of that time. And this is the same guy. The same guy was little then, all same grown up guy. now. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a single dad. Ah, and how's that still, working out yeah, for you? It's been working out well, man. It's been working out well. It's like, uh, I have a daughter too now. She's eight years old. And then my son is 18. So they're like uh, 10 years apart. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then, and I speak about this new normal that we are experiencing, um, uh, that I experienced during lockdown. I loved lockdown. I loved not going anywhere. I'd love, I loved, um, watching Netflix finish. I love watching YouTube videos of my kids. Did you finish it? <laughs> yeah, season one. No, I finished season one of Netflix. <laughs> I, I read lots of books. So yeah, I, yeah. I read, I read, I read a program called Lockdown. In a, a program. I watched Lockdown in Lockdown, a Spanish oh, program, yes. and it was yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a Spanish um, where there's this woman that's in prison. 
Um, yes, and in Spanish, it's called Locked Up. It was called Locked Up. So I watched Locked Up in Lockdown, and I was reading it as well. So mm-hmm. it was a good read also. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, so you, obviously, <laughs> the kids were home. You're having to spend a lot yes. of time together. Um, you're having to take yes. care of things like homework, the cooking, everything. Yeah. Uh, as much as you loved it, what did you get frustrated with? Because I think we all had bits of frustration. The technology aspect of certain things, because right? you know you're getting old when technology frustrates you. So we normally, we used to uh, do certain things. You make the bread, uh, you make the dough for the banana bread, you put it in the oven and it bakes. Finish. With a Zoom meeting, you need to have an ID, you need to have a password, you need to have Zoom etiquette, you need to have all these other things that um, I wasn't too used to and that uh, perhaps frustrated me a bit mm-hmm. um, And then also the other thing was I felt sorry for my son Because it's his matric year And uh, he, he couldn't go out with his friends There was no sports events um, Sports was cancelled There was no parties, no socials Nothing, so he didn't actually experience The matric year that yeah. um, I think would be like at his school You know because you know, he's at a, a, a very quiet school. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, that our kids are going to miss out on being a little bit naughty. You know what I mean? Like the way we yes. got to be yes. a little bit naughty and break certain rules, not like out of the bounds and being like crazy, being crazy kids, but within reason, because that's yeah. how you also learn by messing up. Um, I almost used the wrong word there, but like messing up, uh, getting, uh, getting into uh, trouble for it. And, you know, that's part of, that's part uh, of your, it's part of that passage, that life passage. And they're really not going to get that because now they're under our watchful eye all of the time. Yes. His 18th birthday was during lockdown level five and there was nobody at the house. Oh man. So. Nobody could, you couldn't even have a party. So, yeah, so that was a bit, not lacquer, just a bit hard so. Mm, mm. Um, for him, for, yeah, I, I think it was more hard so for me as well. Um, but it was a bit more, uh, it was hard so for him. So he couldn't do like having a big party, all his friends over having a party, they pool party, playing music and having like a, making the, the house basically a club, but that didn't happen <laughs> because of lockdown. <laughs> and that was nice. It was nice. Yes, it was nice. Yeah. Peaceful. Like, you peaceful. know, yeah, like, you know, those vibes where it's like, yo, dad, can you ask um, Darren and Ryan to come play here? Uh, Twins on decks. Uh, can you ask Twins on decks to come play here? Uh, can you ask Kahiso? Who's Kahiso? DJ Milkshake, man. He must come here and he must come play here. So he, 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 can't, he couldn't even do that for his 18th birthday. Yeah. I, because we'll of lockdown. Yeah, we'll see how this generation gets affected down the line. But how comedians have had to also find new ways of reaching their audiences. And you also figured it's about time. Let me also do a, a show, a virtual show, a one-man virtual show. Um, was it about that? Was it just thinking still? I still have to get out there in spite of the fact that the clubs are closed. You can't get on a stage, but you still have to get out there. Yeah, I guess that's the way of uh, the new normal. That's part of the new normal now. It's because because um, I, 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 I spoke to Riyadh. Me and Riyadh had like an uh, uh, online Instagram vibe and, and Yasin Vans. And, and they were like, yo, dude, 
you have to do this because um, uh, uh, Ria did it and then Mark Lottering did it and then uh, he's like no you should also try and then I, and I was like yeah I have all this stuff to say about what's been happening in lockdown why didn't I just um, put it out there and that's how it came about Lovely. So I generally love yeah. your sets. I love your comedy because it's like going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like yes, going down yes, a rabbit hole. The, you, yeah, you, you're not the first person to describe um, that about it. So yeah, hopefully people is going to go down with me in this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, no, we come along, we come <laughs> along. Uh, but I was also curious about your threshold for the absurd. How high or how low is that threshold for you? I think absurd is the wrong word. Um, I think there's certain things that you can't speak about, not because you can't speak about it. It's just because it's not going to be empathetic or compassionate and mm-hmm. kind. So there's certain things like GPV and, and rape and you can't speak about that because that's just unkind and uncalled for. Mm-hmm. And I've learned you also can't speak about religion. Um, so those three couple of things you have to stay away from um, because it's unkind. Not that it's not funny, not that it's not absurd, it's just unkind and it's uncompassionate. So that's the, so I guess that's a threshold. Um, other than that, uh, if you in my mindset and you've been, yeah, I'm sure you've been in one of the shows where you also absolutely went on a journey with me. Yes. And then afterwards you went like, yo, wow. Yes. Yes, I can't believe we actually sit through, <laughs> sat through that. And then I think to myself, I can't believe these people actually sat through this and enjoyed themselves. And that's the bonus. Absolutely. Because your style is like, I was describing it earlier on saying there's the philosophical and then there's the thought provoking, yeah. then there's the fun. And yeah. the intellectual, yeah. uh, at times it's almost as if, you know, you're showing off that you can cross, uh, you <laughs> cross connect all these different things and bring them together. Like, and this is what I was getting to. So it's a nice mix because yes. you take us on, on this journey. Uh, it's a nice mix of different things. Yes. So do you deliberately construct your, take yes. me through that, how you construct your comedy? So here's the thing, you, you always want to impart some sort of message. You always want to, because comedians have this responsibility. We are capable of changing, um, social perceptions and we are, we are the one of the few, um, genres where we can actually, um, change how people think or see the world. And we can say certain things that other people think and they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, what happens is, is that, uh, I, I go, for instance, post-traumatic stress, for instance. Um, uh, and then you go, why, how does generational trauma play a part in the decisions that we make today? And then you look at the absurdity of certain decisions that we make. Uh, and then you can always, um, point back to how generational trauma guided that decision that you made. If that makes sense. It does. It does. I get it. That's, that I can see. I mean, it's like, isn't that what we should be doing? So you take us on, yeah, on so, that behind the scenes, like, you know, backwards, working backwards and back to yeah. the joke again and working backwards. I find that very skillful. Yeah. So, and that's so in, within, in lockdown, I asked myself, what is my return on investment for my soul? So during lockdown, you couldn't do anything but spend time with yourself. Mm. So when you come out of lockdown, you have to some, you have to have some sort of return of the investment of the time you spent with yourself. 
So you ask yourself, what is my return on investment on myself? And yeah, you can, are you going to be a better person? Are you not? Are you going to have different life, uh, different decisions that we're going to make now? For instance, um, wearing a mask, uh, might be irritating, um, but it's going to become some sort of new normal. And we laughed at South Koreans wearing masks three years ago on a golf course. You know, we were on a golf course three years ago and then there was these South Korean people wearing masks and we were like, look at these people, they're just trying to uh, attract attention. In the meantime, there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a ever-changing world now. Eh? And then also the news even. Um, when it was lockdown, there was less crime, for instance. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that uh, what COVID-19 did was um, the disparity between the poor and the rich has been highlighted. Mm. And the middle class, specifically in third world countries, has been, is basically being eradicated. Uh, and that's the unfortunate thing of COVID-19. Mm, no, there's a lot that we can change. Absolutely. And now we've had, we've seen what our, what the underlying conditions are in our society. We knew they were there, but this time around, they were just even more glaring. There wasn't enough spin that could make us forget because they were even more glaring. But when you were talking earlier on, Joey, I could hear the financial consultant in you because before you entered comedy oh. <laughs> we're talking about return on investment <laughs> I'm thinking oh yeah he does have that history yeah. you were a financial consultant before yeah. you started comedy did you find yeah. yourself missing uh, not, I don't want to say missing that life but thinking Ish, if I was a financial consultant today I wouldn't be missing on uh, you know losing revenue from missed gigs from lost gigs I, I ask myself this question, what is more important, um, to satisfy your soul or to satisfy your desires? So it's easy to be in an industry where you can make lots of money, but it's not soul satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I think the finance industry is part of that. Like if you look at Warren Buffett, if you look at all these guys that's um, venture capital capitalists, they have all this money and they just make more money, but um, well, there's still poverty. Uh, people are still struggling. Um, they still have, the, in South Africa right now, they're still specifically within cricket and in sports, <laughs> there's still um, that uh, feeling of, yes, I'm not, why is Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter wouldn't have been there if we all would have just been magnanimous and empathetic. So you can't say sorry and think people must forgive you immediately when all these years you were gaining financially from that struggles. Mm. And that's why, uh, so comedy is more, um, satisfying. I guess mm-hmm. and I enjoy it more right I'm hoping the line will hold up because I also did uh, want to talk to you we're yeah. to an end. right well let's see if the line will hold up well uh, Joey I know you, as you were saying earlier on because I also Sorry, wanted to talk yeah. to you about um, your being a sports fanatic uh, so you have these yeah. conversations square leg gully with um, Khalid Mohideen, yes, Simi yeah. Arif, there's Zahir yes. Adams, and you guys talk yes. cricket, you Adam. know. Yeah. So, yes. uh, what do you think of, I mean, you must. this must be painful what you're seeing happening within CSA. 
Uh, yeah, it's painful that it's only coming out now, yeah. but it's been happening. Mm. That's my problem. So it's been happening. So people just um, like, you know, unfortunate and you can't blame it. So if you have a, a way of thinking in a certain way of seeing the world uh, uh, and and you continue with doing because you don't know you're doing something wrong. And then if somebody tells you you're doing something wrong, it's like cognitive dissonance. You know, if you if somebody comes with a new set of information that disproves what you believed in your entire life, your mind and your heart can't reconcile the two, and then you don't know how to act. Until Uh-oh. a point where there's a critical and in cricket South Africa right now. Mm. So it's always been that um, uh, a, a white cricket player would have always been given a chance ahead of a black cricket player, even if the black cricket player was better. Then the black cricket player would have done better, and then they will say, no, he's there because of quota systems. In the meantime, he should have been there. He deserved to be there. Mm. But he's the... Uh oh. So the mindset of the people. Okay, but let's see if we can't get Joey on his uh, cell phone line instead because uh, we this is uh, is it Zoom or Skype? One of the two that we've connected with him on, and that line is starting to fail. Huge sports fanatic, um, and that's Joey Rustin. His show Lockdown, or rather New Normal, in these COVID nineteen times is going to be available as of today. A little bit later, we'll give you those details about how you can get your tickets for uh, Joey's show. And he's just such a fascinating mind, in fact, and his comedy demonstrates that the things that he's been preoccupied with that he's kind of worked his way through um and then of course there's the insight there's the joke that's always waiting to happen at the end uh you get a sense perhaps that uh, of the books that he's been reading very widely read as well an intelligent comedian to say the least and so um that's why i think it's going to be great entertainment to check him out on his show uh to tonight so joey it must have been quite difficult then for you to not have live sports during the the lockdown yeah it was so difficult but then there's this thing called youtube and then you catch up with all these other sports and then you do your own research as to and then i got to the point where i always loved um Viv richards but because of youtube i love Viv richards even more now. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but because of what we were talking about, I remembered that you were you had talked about doing a documentary, a documentary that kind of interrogates classism in South Africa, racism in South Africa, um, and the, the 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 kind of challenges that South Africans face, and the things that um, cricketers of color have had to endure over the years. Are you emboldened mm. more now to do it in light of the stories coming out of CSA? Yeah, now there's actually a proper documentary for it's Galvindale, from Galvindale. So in Galvindale, you have this um, 20 square, 20 kilometer square meter place where Axel Prince, Vero Peterson, Robin Peterson, Donald Kruger, Jody Paul, um, yeah, Alistair Kutsia, uh all these guys came from that area. So all these solid guys that came, Tanda Manana went to that school, um, Boyne Paniel, Dane Plate, Timothy Rasmus, Elroy van Jurden, Ronan Williams, all these guys come from that area. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
we are trying to, we're not, I'm trying, not we are trying to, I'm definitely going to do an investigation as to what made them so passionate and what made them so good. Because some, Ashwell himself will sometimes admit that, look here, uh, I might have not have been as talented as my brother, but I had opportunities and I worked at my opportunities. So we interrogate that, that from a colored township, even during um, apartheid, they produced all these um, great sports people. Mm. And, and it's not only sports people. You get some professors and you get some other people that like CEOs that come from the township. So if that model's, model works, why um, can't we apply it all over South Africa? What made that work? Yeah, no, we need to distill those insights and see how, what we can learn and what, how we can apply them in other areas. Absolutely. Um, so that's the sporting side of things, but I see the makings of an announcer, an analyst, a commentator. <laughs> Have you considered a career in sport? I, I, I tried, but then because, uh, I am too straightforward and say what's on my mind. And then it becomes, a, and then it comes across as being too controversial. And yeah, so, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think sports channels will give guys like me a, because I don't play any professional sport as well. So it's very important that you either sports journalist or you play professional sports to be able to crack it in the broadcasting business when it comes to the sports. And then the golf course, you're not, doesn't count. Uh, yeah, but I don't play professionally. Come now, Azam. No, you but I don't think I don't think you have to have been a professional uh, sports person to be a commentator or analyst. It's about the love and the depth of knowledge, you know. Just uh, that, yeah, but that's why you can I, set up I, I your own you. platforms. I hear you, I hear you. Mm. but here's a comedian now and a to speak about uh, sports, but has been practicing in his entire life to play a certain shot and then I criticize that <laughs> shot and then you know the woke people will go how can you criticize that when that guy spent 10,000 balls facing that ball and all you did was speak nonsense on stage and now you're on TV telling us you see so <laughs> so, so do you like, wait do, do you worry about that because we live in the era of social media of the cancel culture um, you know and we are striving for a world that has more representation that is kinder, more inclusive, that's more diverse, and so on. But as a comedian, do you worry about, you know, cancel culture and uh, woke nation? I worry about lies. I worry about lies and I worry about um, population. So I'm not worried about cancel culture. You can cancel me, it's fine. But if you cancel me with a lie, or if you cancel me because you want to manipulate a situation, that's what I worry about. Okay. And I can give you, I can give an example, like um, Donald Trump is only the president because of manipulative cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's because of a lie. So you, it's fine if you, if you true to yourself and you base, base your facts on truth, because too many people have opinions. Opinions need to be scrapped from the dictionary <laughs> because opinions lack knowledge. Opinions <laughs> is the lowest form of knowledge, actually. Empathy is the of knowledge because empathy you have to walk in somebody else's shoes to understand why that person is doing what he's doing whereas opinion you don't have no knowledge and then you just throw in your pie and say that's my opinion 
Mm-hmm. If you had knowledge, then it would have been observation. Then yes. you would have said, in my observation, in three states, there would have been lots of corruption going on because the farms that were supposed not there. For instance, that's an observation. Joey, I've got to stop you. I've got to take headlines, but I also need your details around your show. Um, I know tickets are available on Quicket, right? Yes, tickets are available at Quicket, www.quicket.co.za. And it's uh, tomorrow night at 20, uh, the 22nd of August. It starts at 8 o'clock. You can buy the tickets right now, actually. You can buy one ticket and the whole family can watch it in the whole yes. household because it's actually PG, uh, um, children-friendly. Fantastic. Joey, loved chatting to you. We'll have you back on the show to unpack all of these different issues. We could have gone on and on and on. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you, Ivan. And I, you, know, I, you know what, man? I'm so happy that you're on 702, by the way. Um, I only listen to 702 now because of you. I do like that for a tomato. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. You can ask Jono. Jono will tell you. Jono knows I love 702. Okay, yeah. I'll ask him during the news. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Stewie Rustin, I think we're going to have to leave it there. I've got to take the headlines. Hi, Ayanda, what's the latest in EWN? I didn't mind that going on longer, actually. <laughs> I know, Joey's like such a mind. You just never know where it's going to go. You must just allow yourself to fall through that rabbit hole. Wee. Okay, well, we keep things predictable.